If you get a custom-tailored suit, it's going to fit perfectly and make you look great. Think about that with a Noble First for your organization. No matter what the size of your company is, a Noble First will analyze your data and collaborate with you to custom-tailor digital solutions so you can focus on making your organization grow. When it comes to data-centric solutions specifically for your organization, choose a Noble First. A Noble First makes living simple. See for yourself at anoblefirst.com, E-N-N-O-B-L-E-First.com. Recorded live.
doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Every day with Jesus. Once again, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our 
Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. We thank God for another beautiful day he has brought us through and allowed us to see. Uh, God has been right on time. I heard someone say he may not come when we want him, but he's always right on time. We thank God for being uh, our timely God. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that. We are working on our most recent topic entitled, I Got a Date with the King. As children of God, we want to keep in mind that we uh, must, in fact, meet face to face with our Creator and give an account of the deeds that we have done while in these immortal or earthly bodies. Capital A, we must give an account. Hebrews 4 and 13, 1 Peter 4 and 5, capital B, the King will say, God is going to speak over your life, He's going to speak over my life. We pray that he will speak favorable words. Uh, Matthew twenty-five thirty-four, Matthew twenty-five forty-one. Capital C. How did you get? God is just as much concerned with the process as he is the product. How did you get whatever it is that you have? God is examining. Matthew twenty-two and twelve, Second Samuel one and ten. Capital D. Bring something good. Now, if you got a date with the king, we want to bring something good. Let's let our works speak for us. Deuteronomy 16, 16, Genesis 41 and 41. And it brought us down to capital E, and we should conclude this message today. The greatest gift is you. Understand that the greatest gift that you can present to God is you. Not your little money, not your little gift, your little talents, your little... Uh, you. Present your bodies as living sacrifices. We looked at Romans 12 and 1, and we're going to take a look briefly tonight at Romans chapter 6, verse 13. Let us prepare to be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. From the book of Romans, chapter 6, with a special focus on verse 3. Romans, chapter 6, verse 3. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into... See, Romans, chapter 6, verse 13. My mistake, saints. Romans, chapter 6, verse 13. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves, offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Capital E, the greatest gift is you. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Again, we thank you, Father, for another beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for the activity of our limbs, for life, health, and strength. Thank you, Father, for provisions, protection, for guidance and leadership. Thank you for your patience, Father. Thank you for your grace. So many 
wonderful things you have done to us, through us, and for us. We give your name all glory, all honor, and all praise. We ask, Father, that you forgive us of our sins that we have grievously committed against you today and uh, continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. We trust, Father, that you're going to speak a word this evening that's going to convict and convert, that's going to heal and deliver, set free, and do whatever you have purposed in advance for your word to do in the lives of your people. We understand that your word is not bound by time, it's not bound by season, it's not bound by anything, but your word is free. Just as the Son sets men free, the, the Son, who is the Word of God made flesh, is free. Thank you, Father, for uh, freeing us. and Thank you for your Word being unbound and unshackled. It will do just what you have purposed and accomplished it to do in the hearts and minds of your people. Uh, we count these blessings and all of it is done. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. The greatest. We've talked some time before about us being in instruments. Lord, we just come off of the kunga drum. We just come off of various instruments. What does an instrument do? An instrument is used for a specific purpose, a specific reason, to bring about a specific task. It's, 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 a, it's a specific thing that's used to bring about a specific task. What God wants us to understand is that you have been created with a specific purpose to bring about a specific task. Now, as we look at Romans chapter 6, the Spirit of God wants to make this thing very plain to us. We are to be dead to sin, alive to Christ. Now, some of us feel like it is just the opposite, dead to Christ, and alive to sin. Because here's the thing, God says, if you are not dead to sin and alive to Christ, you will be alive to sin and dead to Christ. All right. Now, positionally, we are looked at as dead as far as God is concerned. Now, 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 God says, my people need to understand exactly what that means. Mm, thank you, Father. Our faith in Jesus Christ has caused us to be looked at by God differently. Our faith in Jesus Christ has caused God to look at us differently. God now looks at us and he sees the shed blood of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. All right? Much like when the blood was put over the doorpost, as the Israelites were about to come out of what? Egypt. God saw the blood. Whatever may have been going on in that house, right or wrong, good or bad, God didn't get all caught up into that because he saw the blood. And because of the blood, he passed over us. Because of the blood of Jesus, you, you, you and I do not have to experience the death angel. We do not have to die. Now, does that mean that we're perfect? No. Does that mean that we don't sin? No. Does that mean we got it all together? No, no, no. Ain't nobody said all that. Nobody that has an understanding. But what we're talking about is does God see the blood? When he looks at your life, does, he, does your, your faith in Jesus Christ will cause God to see the blood? So positionally, 
You and I are the righteousness of God, positionally. Are we the perfect of God? No, no, no. Remember, we are forgiven of our sins, not that we don't commit any sins. There's the difference. Let's, get, let's, let's rightly divide this thing now, lest we start thinking more highly of ourselves than we are. Look at verse 11. In the same way, now, 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 all right, now, now, okay, let me finish with what the Lord was placing in my spirit. When God told Adam in the day that you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Adam ate. Positionally, he was dead, even though he was still walking around. So it looked like he was alive, but positionally, he was dead. All right, well, we are, are, are positionally the righteousness of God, positionally, with our flaws, with our mistakes, with our shortcomings, our faith has changed our position. Your faith in Christ will change your position. Your lack of faith in Christ will change your position. All right, God says, give it to him like this, Robert. Peter walked on water because of his faith. Once his faith began to dwindle, his position began to dwindle. He began to sink. You say, Apostle, what are you, what are you instructing us and encourage? Keep walking by faith. We were talking to one of the saints earlier today and trying to figure out some of the blessings that, that God has sent our way and some of the things that God, and one of the saints said, I, I don't even want to try to, uh, where was that? I ain't even trying to figure that stuff out. I ain't trying to figure that stuff Just let God just keep on being God. Let God just keep on doing his thing. The minute you try to start, you start trying to figure out God is the minute that, that, that you mess around and taking valuable time because you can't figure out God. God said, my ways are as high above your ways as the heavens are above the earth. My thoughts are as high above your thoughts. as that. God said, my, my, uh-uh, uh-uh, just do like I'm telling you. Let God say, I'll do the figuring. You do the following. Uh-oh, hey. God says, I'll do the figuring. You do the following. One individual wanted to try to find out the name of a particular angel that was bringing some serious and heavy information from God. And he was like, well, what is your name? And the, and the angel in essence told him, say, you wouldn't even understand if I tried to tell it to you. It's too heavy for you, baby. How God do his thing is too heavy for you, baby. So, in the, watch this now. Let's go back to verse 8. Oh, I got to wear verse 5. If we have been united to him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. God said, that's just, that's just you know, even one rapper sang a song a couple years ago, and I listened to it real close. He said, no new friends, no new friends. He was like, in essence, the rap song was about the friends that I had before I made it big. They all right for me now that I done made it big. They, they loved me, they was with me, or whatever, before I made it big. They, well, since we have been united with Christ in his death, certainly when it comes resurrection time, he's not going to leave us out. Something's wrong with you, husband. Wife was with you when you didn't have a job. All of a sudden, you win the Powerball jackpot giveaway. Now you want to divorce her. If I was her, I'd, I'd sue you too. 
I'll take you to court, too. What more do you mean? When we were around here eating pottage meat and Vienna sausages, I was with you. Now that you're going to eat cat, steak, and cake, uh, steak and caviar, you want to leave me out? We're going to court. What's wrong with you? We were, we were united. We, we have been united with Christ in his death. We will certainly be united with him in his resurrection. Christ is hollering, I ain't going for new friends. I ain't going for new friends. I'm going with them that were united with me in death. I'm going with them that went through the difficult. I'm going with them that suffered with me. I'm going with them through with me, them that endured with me. That if we have been united. So the key for you and I is to make sure that we be united with him in death so that we can certainly be united with him in resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin may be done away with and we should no longer be slaves of sin. Now, this is what happens when we don't, when we don't place our faith in Jesus Christ. We're a slave to sin, whatever that sin is. It might not be the same sin as somebody else, but you become a slave to sin. Our faith in Christ unites us with him, and it also empowers us to be able to overcome sin. And when you can overcome sin, you can overcome death. When you can overcome sin, you can overcome death. This is why Jesus was able to raise himself from the dead. Because sin never got a hold of him like that. He never committed sin. Jesus is the only man that I have ever read about and known anything about to tell his spirit, all right, spirit, leave my body. Then three days later, tell his spirit, all right, spirit, go get right back in that body and come on back to life. Jesus, sin had no, had no, it had no mastery over him. It had no control in Jesus' life. He never sinned. And what God is showing me in the spirit, God is flashing in the spirit now. We had a... Um, Ceiling fan put up, and there's wiring we had to put from the ceiling fan and bring it down the ceiling and bring it across the wall and then bring it down the wall in order to connect it to the light switch. And I noticed that that ceiling fan does not spin as fast as one of the other ceiling fans that we put up. Same ceiling fan, but we put the other ceiling fan up where the wires are not having to do all of that bending and going through things. And what God began to deal with me on is in regards to the way sin operates in our life, the, the current coming from the fixture is the same. But because that wire that of the ceiling fan that has to bend and go all across here and go all over that, it's bent, and the, 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 the current... By the time it, it, it you know, does its thing, it's not as strong. Much like your garden hose when you, when you tie knots in it or you get bends in it. You turn the water on wide open. It be coming from the source wide open. But by the time it come out the head, it's coming out a little bit until you what? Straighten it out. What God is saying to somebody under the sound of my voice, you want to see a greater manifestation of my power? You want to see a greater manifestation of my power in your church, in your life, in your ministry? God says, straighten some things out. Straighten them kinks out. Straighten them knots out. And watch the power of God flow uh, at a greater rate. God no longer wants us to be slaves 
to sin. Because anyone who sinned, because anyone who has died had been, has been free from sin. Positionally, we have died. Positionally, we've been freed from sin. Now, now Apostle, are you saying we don't commit it? No, no, no. But positionally, positionally, there's a difference between your position and the experience of a thing. All right. Give it to them in, in human terms. You may have the son of, uh, of a very rich man. He's the heir to everything that a rich man has but he's only three years old. Positionally, he's the heir. But the experience, because he can't be left everything at that right there. Experience-wise, experience he's not. So he's got to wait until an appointed time before he can take possession of that inheritance, even though he's, by experience, he's the, 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 he's the, the heir. By position, he's the heir, but his experience. So there's a place that he has to get to before he can get all of that. What we got to understand, children of God, there's a place that we got to get to before we can get all this full perfection. All right, we're almost done. Now, verse 8, if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourself. Consider yourself. Look at yourself as dead to sin. See, a lot of what you're going to get out of God and receive from God, it depends on how, how do you look at yourself. How do you see yourself? God sees me as dead to sin. Why do I keep seeing me alive to sin? Look at things like God does. Now we just finished understanding. We die with Christ. We died. The old you, the old me, died with Christ. Count yourself dead to sin. Count yourself. Most people that achieve great things in life they counted themselves that thing long before they became it or long before others saw it. Most people that do end up doing something great, they saw you, you, they, they, I remember reading on the, on the Internet one time they went back and got one of Barack Obama's letters he wrote in third grade. And in that letter he said, they asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? He said, President of the United States. They went back and got a letter he wrote in the third grade. So how do you count yourself? How do you consider yourself? You know, if a, if a billionaire's son don't think he's supposed to be blessed... Something is wrong with him. Something is something's wrong with him. Something is either wrong with him or wrong with daddy or wrong with both of us. We are God's sons and daughters. Why would he not bless us unless something is wrong with the relationship? So, since we count ourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus, Look at what the Bible says. Do not let sin reign. 
Do not let sin reign. When something reigns, that means it's in charge. Don't let sin be in charge. Not that we don't fall into it. Not that we don't slip into it. Don't let sin be in charge. Don't be let sin giving you the orders and giving you the instructions. You give sin the orders and give sin the instructions. Don't let sin reign. Why? Because you can't serve two masters. You can't serve righteousness and serve sin. That's trying to serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. Can't serve God and money. Can't serve righteousness and sin. So don't let sin reign. They both want to be in charge in your life. Righteousness want to be in charge. Sin won't be in charge. You make the choice as to who's in charge. If you have chosen not to place your faith in Jesus Christ, you have chosen for sin to reign. God said, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Sin has desires, just like righteousness has desires. Foolishness has desires, just like wisdom has desires. Every creature has desires. God's got desires. Demons have desires. Killer whales have desires. Butterflies have desires. Every creature has desires. You know how to offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourself. Offer yourself to God. You're talking about what? The greatest gift, what? Is you offer yourself to God. As who have been brought from death to life. Why? Because positionally, we've been our salvation has brought us from death. Offer the parts of your to who? Him, to God as instruments of righteousness. God wants to use you to do righteousness in earth. I tell you, you can take a hammer, I can use a hammer, knock in nails, I can take a hammer and build a house, or I can take a hammer and go thump every one of you upside the head. Thump, 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 thump. Sounds just like a woodchuck. Thump, 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 thump. How you use it? I can use it for righteousness, or I can use it to do good, or I can use that, that same instrument to do evil. Same thing with our bodies. Same thing with your talents. You mess around and take a, a, a pimp. Pimp got him 100 hoes. Them hoes out there making that money. <laughs> pimp got 100 hoes. 100 prostitutes out there. Pimp got a record. How much Jane brought in week of last week? Got a record. How much Jane brought in back in 1985? Jane got a little older. Look like she's slowing down. Look like the curve, the curve on, on the money that she's making is slow down. Well, what what's happening here? Look at the talent, talent for business. Could have been a CEO somewhere. Could have been a president of a corporation. Instead, you're using your talent for evil. You're using your talent for wickedness. Any talent, any skill, any ability can be used for good or it can be used for evil. You can be preaching. You can be preaching for good. You know, you're really sincerely preaching because you want souls edified. You want souls to, to come into the kingdom. You're preaching because you want that money. You want that prestige. You want that power. Any talent, any skill, any ability can be used for good. It can be used for evil.
right. All right. One of the saints is using an example, comic book heroes and comic book villains. All right. Normally, you know, you, you know, your comic book villains, you know, a lot of times they could use it. You think of some of your comic book villains use that, that ability, whatever it may be, to do good rather than to do evil. How much, how much better things will be. Same thing in the world. If men and women use their talents and skills and abilities to do good rather than evil. You know, there's more than enough resources. I've shared this with you all a number of times. There's more resources. You know, the United States, we spend more money on our defense than all the other nations of the world combined. We spend more money on defense. You take what we spend in, in, in defense in this country for one year and feed everybody that's starving in the world. With what we spend for the defense of our country, one year you take and feed everybody. Now, understand, we're going to have to give an account of what we have used our resources for. We're going to have to give an account of we talking about we got a date with the king. What we have used our skills, our abilities, our talent. What have you used them for? Oh, God, so what did you use your body for? Why are you in the earth? Did you use your body as an instrument uh, for God to do righteousness? Or did you use your body as an instrument of wickedness to commit sin? Spirit of God finishes up. Sin shall not be sin shall not be your master. God said, look, even if you fall in it, it won't be your master. Even if you slip in it, it won't be your master. With your faith in Jesus Christ, child of God, sin will not be your master. You might be struggling with some things. We all are. Might be going through some things. We all sin will not be your master. Because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Now, when sin starts abounding, grace abounds even more. God give us more grace than whatever sin we have fallen into as children of God. He's going to give us more grace. He's going to make sure we got more grace. See, you don't need a lot of grace if you don't have a lot of sin. You don't need a lot of grace. You can sin on a real, real low level. You don't need a whole lot of grace. They cover that. But when sin starts being on the rise, we need a whole lot of grace. This is why Paul talked about, you know, there are certain individuals that know that God has poured out his grace on them abundantly. There are certain individuals that, that know. God said, give it to me in human terms, Robert, because some of them look around, some of them look around. If your clothes ain't real, real dirty, you don't need a whole lot of washing powder. But when you know you done stank that stuff up, you done stained that stuff up, you done funked that stuff up, you done that, that, man, you better put a little extra in there. So it is with grace. So it is with grace. There's some of us that have stanked this thing up pretty bad. God had to pour out. Paul said the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was poured out abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Paul said I had to get out. I had to get a whole lot of grace. But sin was on such a high level. Real, real funky clothes, real, real stinking clothes, they need a little something extra, man. They need a little something extra. So it is with men and women's lives. Some some individuals just need more grace in their life. They just need more grace now. You'd be like, man, why you got to get all that grace? He don't, he don't stink up some stuff. You go in your bathroom, some people, you know, use the bathroom. Don't need but a little spray. 
Some people going to the bathroom almost got to spray half the bottle of spray to finish up with what they done. They done put down. Wow. Greatest gift is you, children of God. God wants us to offer the parts of our body as instruments, as instruments, not as instruments of wickedness, but offers ourselves to God as instruments of righteousness. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Father, for letting us know that we have a date with the king, giving us sound instruction concerning what we must do in order to see you and see you. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us of our sins and our iniquities and continue to take us further and deeper into your unadulterated word. We give you glory, honor, and praise, trusting you are going to do these things for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's get a good question here. Um, what's the difference between this and experience? Difference between position experience. Number two, God compares our bodies in our text. God our bodies. We do united with Christ in his resurrection. What was what must we do to make sure we're united with Christ in his resurrection? Thank you can reach us through ChristensernChurch at gmail.com. Check our website www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash cbacccc. And to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try to 17959. Type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen.